0: Jeff Bezos didn't invent the Internet, but he built a massively successful company because he understood how to wield the power of the Internet. And that's where I think AI is going to, where multiple people will actually build massive companies that will just change the way
1: we do things using this tech. After calling up the website SmartyNames.com this week, I typed in a description for a business idea drone photography business in the greater seattle area like lots of people i've been through the agonizing process of brainstorming business and project names and trying to find appropriate and available web domains to match so it was fascinating when a few seconds later smarty names produced a list of available domains that could work they ranged from the snappy but generic aeropix seattle.com to the way-too-long SkyTechImagingSeattle.com. But in the middle of the list, I found my favorite, UpAboveSeattle.com. After a few clicks and a modest registration fee, that domain was mine. SmartyNames is the brainchild of Kirill Zubovsky, an engineer, startup founder, and tech consultant. He created the domain and business name finder using tools including the GPT-3 natural language processing technology. That's, of course, created by chat GPT maker OpenAI, which this week announced a new investment from its partner, Microsoft. After launching in early December with a post on Hacker News, Smarty Names has generated suggestions for more than one million domain names, Zubovsky said in a blog post this week. He has already expanded beyond traditional.com domains, and he's planning a larger suite of tools to help businesses get online. It's a prime example of the creative energy that some startup leaders and tech veterans believe generative AI will increasingly unlock for businesses and entrepreneurs. Zubovsky is clearly one of those believers. I spoke with him in December, a couple weeks after he launched Smarty Names. First off, can you pronounce your name for me? and? give me the thumbnail sketch who you are and what your career has been
0: oh dear so much pressure uh well you pronounce this kirill Zubowski, uh with the rolling r completely unemployable uh trying not to describe self <laughs> as an entrepreneur uh you know had a startup in the past uh, that didn't quite work out then did various consulting gigs uh, raised raise some children where my wife and i specifically decided that we want to spend time raising children you know as opposed to working so like we minimize working as much as we could then ended up in Colorado, loved it, and opened a co-working space there with our friend from Y Combinator. And so, you know, I've been doubling with all kinds of tech and what I find interesting over the last couple of years. And it seems like finally the time has come to where AI is taking off. I really like it. My kids are old enough where I don't have to be around them all the time. And, you know, it's, it's a perfect storm where all of a sudden I can get stuff done
1: remind me so you were in seattle for a while are you still based in seattle
0: i mean i'm still technically based in seattle yes but uh since COVID, we kind of started traveling which was really nice uh it pushed us out of our comfort zone you know we were really used to seattle uh, well technically we we're in bellevue but we were very familiar with everything and then we started traveling when the world changed and uh, looking around and so now we're spending some time in Seattle and some time in Colorado for the co-working space. Uh, and uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see where it brings us. Like well, right now I'm talking to you from Utah on, on the way to California, you know, living in a van. And so I've been quite enjoying this uh, van life.
1: And how many kids do you have traveling with you?
0: I have two, so they're five and seven. And we also have two pets. We have an old geriatric cat and a brand-new puppy. And we're currently all together in a short sprinter van. So it gets exciting. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's crazy. (laughs) Recently on the GeekWire podcast, I got a chance to talk with Ben Gilbert of Pioneer Square Labs. And one thing he said was that he really feels like generative AI and chat GPT As an example of that, and GPT-3, GPT-3.5, are what he called an app store moment, where entrepreneurs and developers look at a platform and go, whoa, there is opportunity there. And if I understand correctly, that describes the thought process you've been going through and the actions you've been taking. Tell us about your journey in AI over the past few months.
0: You know, I think Ben's right. Store moment. I mean, obviously, upstore is something that happened once, right? Uh, So it's hard to compare to that one point in time. But I think AI has been coming along nicely for the last 10 years. But for me personally, up until maybe six months ago, uh, there was not enough development where I could say, wow, it's really doing something really useful, something I can take good advantage of, right? So if you were highly technical, and you wanted to work, in the generative AI like mechanics, then it was a good time. But now I think AI is finally around where you can create applications for it. And it's really easy and it's really cheap. And the price is going to keep dropping. And uh, that's probably why it's the moment where so many people are piling on If you talk to venture capitalists and startup founders, they'll tell you you know, it's also a good time because everyone's gonna get excited about this and there's gonna be a lot of money, there's gonna be a lot of movement, there's gonna be acquisitions. It's easy, right? You don't have to sell the technology, you don't have to sell what it is, you can just sell your product now.
1: The problem that you're solving with smarty names is something that I've been through, that a lot of people have been through, Tell us about this application of AI.
0: So Smarty Names is a domain and business name finder that uses AI to find interesting domains for you that you wouldn't otherwise think about. So you can go there and describe your name, like you can uh, describe your business. You can say that, you know, we're working on a technology publication that's based in Seattle, that's covering this, that, and the other, <laughs> and explain what it is that you do. And it will try to find names for you. And the reason it's really cool and works really great and I mean users have told me that it's one of the first you know domain finders that actually works in today's context is because you don't have to guess what names you want to find. You don't have to sit there and try to, you know, come up with words that match what you're trying to do. The AI will do it for you. So it's really easy and really fluid. And so far, the response has been outstanding. I published it on Hacker News, and it stayed there for the whole day. A bunch of users generated two hundred twenty thousand domain names in one day using the tool. I didn't make any money because I didn't <laughs> have any referral links on it in that day. But you know, the the general idea behind the business is that you can come find the name that you like, and then when you buy it, I get paid a little bit. It's an example of using AI for something that hasn't been done before, it's really useful, Uh, it's fairly fast, right? and I think that's the example of what AI is going to do for us in the next year or two, where all of these little changes are really going to boost how we do business.
1: How did you come up with the idea?
0: Uh, That's a good question. It's been a whole two weeks ago, you know, it's hard to remember. I, I thought it was interesting. I've been playing with various AI things maybe for the last six months, uh, and I have a couple other products that have been using AI, you know, for two or three years already. But they were basic. But really, what I wanted to do is to say, well, what can I build really quickly that's going to be really useful, and I think people already want. Uh, and that's me changing my perspective on what entrepreneurship is. Uh, before I would try to sort of invent things that I thought would be useful. And th- there's good value in it, you know trying to figure out what people might want based on what I want. But in this particular case, I thought, well, I know people already want to do this. Let me see if I can make it ten times better. And with the response that was overwhelming, I thought, okay well finally I found something that's actually you know <laughs> people people want and I'm actually making a difference for them. So again, what's really nice here is that I don't have to sell this product to people. They play with it and they go, wow, Smarty Names is really cool, right? I found something. I've talked to a number of people who are domain junkies, so to speak, where they just buy domains for fun. I mean, I probably, I think I'm one of them. Uh, You know, sometimes you sit there and think, well, wouldn't that be a good idea? And then you just go buy a domain for that. And so those people have been playing with the tool a lot, just buying stuff because it's cool to answer your question actually you know it like it didn't take long to come up with the idea it was just like what what do we have what's the technology and how can I create something that would be really useful really fast
1: i am one of those people based on a past podcast conversation i somehow ended up with the domain name words with enemies where the the domain is uh Yes, in other words, so it right. was with NMI and then dot .es. Dot I .es, forget exactly. How I, It might have been a conversation with Mike Davidson where I ended up uh, doing that. So this is a problem that obviously a lot of people face when they're starting new businesses. How does the AI work? In other words, are you just simply plugging into an API from OpenAI?
0: Yes, I'm, uh, I'm plugging into the API and I'm configuring the queries from the customers to ask for interesting domain names, right? I I can't tell you sort of like how the sausage is made, but I'm translating what you're asking into something that might present interesting domains. And what you mentioned with .es domain is actually the next iteration that I'm working on right now, where we're going to start looking for more creative domains. So right now you, you'd find... Dot coms, but they might be two-word dot coms, and if you look, we'll want to find something shorter, and that's that's the interesting merge of uh, what AI can do, and you know how we query it, and how we translate what people want. So, how do we look for .es domains where it makes sense? Or here's another example, right? Like a, a .net domain. It's not that popular, but what if we could teach AI what .net means, you know, as a network, as a net, like a spider net or whatnot? And then, how do we pair your request for a domain with that extension in in a way where it it playfully makes sense? It sounds fairly trivial, right? But then I found out, and as I started looking into this, I found out that there is fifteen hundred different domain extensions. A couple of them aren't useful, but but 1,500, right? That's a huge number. And then I talked to the domain experts, and they're actually struggling with that. So I'm solving uh, a two-sided problem where customers really want more interesting domains. And domain experts uh, and people who own extensions, they actually want to sell you more of those extensions. Uh, you know, things like .cat. Uh, <laughs> you, you probably don't yeah. think of going out and buying, you know, Todd.cat. But there might be a case where that will actually come in handy. So it's on me to figure out how to help you or like how to get enough information about your business or your project or maybe just an idea you're having, right? And then translate it where I can help you find that right domain for you. I think that's going to be hugely interesting. But also, you know, I'm changing my perception of like what entrepreneurship should be because once i started looking into this problem i thought well what else can i create right okay domains are great but what's the next step and then if you think about it people come in to build a business or or maybe even a project right then what do you need next well you you got the domain now what you probably want uh, a website the web website should have the logo and some text on it right and once you got the website maybe you want to incorporate it and All these things that surround business making can also be leveraged with AI. And so my goal right now is to figure out what we can do with this simple AIs to make your life so much easier when you come to start a company.
1: Wow. Interesting. As you said, you're solving the two-sided problem. You're becoming a a market maker. You're matching the people who need the thing with the people who have the thing when they wouldn't have been able to find themselves before. But it's fascinating because you're also... Creating the technology that tells them why they should be finding each other. If you're able to solve that problem, exactly.
0: And actually, you asked me earlier, you know, about the App Store moment, and it just occurred to me. So the the difference between AI two years ago and AI now, and why right now it's taking, uh, it's becoming so popular, uh, it's because it's basically first time since the invention of the computer that we can actually talk to the computer. And it's so trivial, but it's such a massive change where, you know, the AI is actually good enough where we can ask something and it'll talk back to us and then we can ask something again. So we can almost have a, a, we can direct a computer in a conversational style to do something. Before you had to know about, you know, the, the, the .es domain and code it in and say, match it in some sort of way. And now you can just talk to the thing and say well you know if this matches maybe consider using that and that's so ridiculous uh, just how amazing it is <laughs> and, um, and and I'm not a person who gets excited about things easily honestly and <laughs> like the la- the last 10 years were pretty devastating I think because you if you were in tech world you had to get excited about the web 3 the crypto stuff. And for me personally, every time I heard something of crypto, I'm like, I I like, okay, I understand, but I don't care. You know, it's, it's not interesting to me, like, I don't think that's the future. And there was the same moment with VR, where I thought, well, I really like the real world, I don't want to live in virtual reality. So I really don't want it to advance and be good. Because I prefer like hugging trees. Um, But once we got to this AI moment, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, with AI, I can finally see how it can get really interesting and really useful. And, and of course, if you, you know, if you've been on Twitter in the last couple of days, you, you, there's a lot of fear, of like, oh, AI is going to destroy the world and kill everyone, that kind of stuff. But I think for every technology, you know, if you think of cars, right, like cars kill people sometimes, but in general, cars are really good and useful. And I think the same with AI, like there's just so much opportunity. And, you know, smarty names aside, which I'm, I'm super stoked about and very focused on, but I think there's going to be thousands of entrepreneurs attacking these problems right now. I wish I could clone myself and do like 10 of these things at the same time, because even well, think about this. You, Yeah, uh, I have to ask AI how to do the cloning machine, right? <laughs>
1: Hopefully you can figure exactly. that out. Exactly. We'll be right back with more on the business potential of generative AI. Technology moves fast. I need to move faster. WGU's competency-based education puts me in control of how fast I move through my IT degree program. I can accelerate my program by applying what I already know to my courses and focusing on the things I need to learn. Earn a respected accredited degree that propels your career in the IT field. Learn more at wgu.edu itcertsincluded So it sounds like you really see this as a true inflection point.
0: I hope so. (laughs) Part of it, uh, I'm really excited about what it's doing right now. How much of an inflection, is hard to say. It depends on how many people come together and how much they can build. But I was thinking about it actually the other day and I thought, you know, Jeff Bezos didn't invent the internet, but he built a massively successful company because he understood how to wield the power of the internet. And that's where I think AI is going to, where somebody is going to build massive company or multiple people will actually build ma- massive companies that will just change the way we do things using this tech. So, yes, it is an inflection point.
1: Are you already seeing some meaningful revenue from this?
0: No, it's not meaningful enough where, you know, I want to rave about it, and. Quite frankly, the minute I see meaningful revenue, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want old people competing (laughs) with me in this space. Um, But I (laughs) I see a lot of interest from the users looking for domains and I see interest from domainers trying to sell them. So I'm not particularly worried about revenue. I think I just need to run fast and build these features and make sure people get what they're asking for because especially the domain space i mean what is it like 30 years old who knows as old as the internet right and uh, there's not a lot of people attacking this problem with a lot of technological advancements and you know tech background and actual interest to make a difference it's been pretty stagnant for a while so I think revenue will come once I fix the once I solve all these problems. We know that places like Name.com, GoDaddy, Namecheap, etc., they're making a lot of revenue, right? So it's it's not really a problem to make money in this space.
1: But then if I understood you correctly, you're seeing this as merely step one of a larger AI powered process that basically sets people up with the basics of what they need to start a company, domain name, website, I imagine business services beyond that. Like how far can AI go at this point?
0: Well, there is no AI for everything. So how far it can go, it's uh, in in my view, it's as far as I can steer to help us. And yes, my goal is to get to a point where you come to smarter names, you buy a domain name. And within seconds, you have everything set up so that you can accept payments from your customers. And I think we are at the point where that's possible.
1: And so that means like you'd have a website with the AI write the copy for the website and do yep. the design and set up the payment system and wow.
0: <laughs> it, yep, it will do everything. And I think it's entirely possible with what we have right now, where all I have to do is explain to it what I need from it, and if you've played with uh, Chat GPT, then people have done some remarkable things with that. But you can basically go back and forth and ask it questions, and sometimes the answers are somewhere between mis- like contain mistakes and plainly wrong. But you know that's all based on training data that it's consumed. But you can ask it for the questions. For example, with code, you can say, hey, can you uh, solve this JavaScript problem for me? You know, I'm seeing this bug. And we will give you a code, and you'll try and run it, and you'll run into an error. But then you can ask it how to fix that error, and it will give you the answer. And what it is, you just have to go through the loop enough times until you've asked enough questions to get enough answers. If you think about it, it's kind of like how we learn. You know, it's, uh, it's what you do when you go to college. You ask a lot of questions, you fail and try again and ask more questions. So it's super intuitive how to use it, at least to me, to address some of these problems. So yes, you know, once you tell me about your business, I just have to ask you enough questions to build your exact website that you want with just the right graphics. And it doesn't just stop there. It's product images, you know, product descriptions. It's literally everything about what you're trying to sell. So if tomorrow you decided to sell, I don't know, little horses made out of uh, coconuts, you know, we could sell it for you. We just need to steer the eye enough to create that content.
1: Where do you find satisfaction and feel that you're adding value in the process when you've got an AI system doing so much of the work that humans might have done in the past?
0: That's a great question. Honestly, I, I, with, with Smarter Names, I'm finding satisfaction in everything and all day long. It's, it's actually the first time in a long while where I'm stoked about what I'm doing and I really want to like wake up early and stay up late because AI is doing the work, but I'm totally fine with that. It's, I think it's better than you know having a bunch of people doing the work and take long hours and be tired. The fact that AI can do work in split seconds as opposed to doing it in hours, I think is incredibly valuable because I can deliver value to the end customer a lot faster. So um, this is really where the energy is coming from because I can iterate and then I don't have to wait. It just happens. And then um, for me personally, also, because AI got to the point where it's so intuitive, there is no like technological barrier where you have to you know read the docs and build something complicated and uh, i don't get exhausted because i get ai to work for me
1: that's amazing
0: yeah i mean i kind of joked about i think in one of the emails but you know eventually maybe geekwire is gonna use ai as well where you can train the ai to do work for you where once it read the last what is this now 12 years of gay choir, you know, you will be able to write articles exactly like you write articles. And so now you don't have to sit there and type out three pages. You can just give it bullet points and it will know how to expand those bullet points. It doesn't mean that you're not doing the work. You're still doing the thinking of what you want to say, at least for now. Uh, (laughs) But you can see the results of your labor so much quicker.
1: Coming up, ways to incorporate generative AI into your life today. This GeekWire podcast is sponsored in part by Yale University
0: Press. Are you concerned about the rise of AI and how it will impact our society? Every day, artificial intelligence presents us with urgent ethical
1: challenges. How do we harness this extraordinary technology to empower rather than oppress? Nigel Shadbolt and Roger Hampson have written a how-to for building
0: ethical machine intelligence. Their new book, As If Human, Ethics and Artificial
1: Intelligence, is now available wherever books are sold. For people who are just looking for everyday efficiencies from AI at this point, what are the most obvious things people should be doing in their work with things like Chat GPT and other tools out there that most people are not doing today? Something that you do or things that you do as a matter of course during your days nowadays that you would recommend to other folks just for productivity?
0: Well, for productivity, I would definitely recommend using it to um, write things for them. And it sounds horrible, right? Like it takes away that, human power to write but i've experimented with that enough where i think it boosts your productivity tremendously if you can just tell it to you know write a three paragraph rejection email or something like that and then all you have to do is tweak it because for most things like that we don't need creativity we just need time to do it and that's where it's really good and if people are technical, then they can go and use, you know, Chad GPT or they can use GPT three playground or build their own API. But if they're not technical, there's a lot of companies now that are uh, creating products around it. Um I'm just, just to think of two as like Jarvis AI or copy AI, but there's now dozens, you know, for all kinds of flavors that help you write. Which I think this is gonna be really helpful. I mean I know that's like between me and my wife, if, if we're writing the same email, I'll take 12 seconds and I'll send it. It's going to be probably three spelling errors in it, but I'll just get to the point. She will sit down and spend 45 minutes writing this same email <laughs> to make sure it's perfect. Uh, so, in the, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's who we are. And, you know, it works, right? Like, you eventually figure out how to how to work together. <laughs> But in that example, you know, I could definitely uh, use some help proofreading my emails and inserting the words I forgot to type. She could certainly speed up her process. And uh, I think a lot of people are like us. And so this like, simple AI improvements is going to really change how we do things, which is uh, also, you know, it means you're going to write faster and maybe you're going to write less because AI is pretty <laughs> succinct when you ask it to be. And that's improvement on both on both ends. You're going to write quicker and whoever's reading it is going to consume it quicker. So that's one. And two, I think it just makes sense now to start thinking of like, okay, AI can create content, right? In general, what do I do in my daily life that requires content and how can I plug into it? And it doesn't even mean that you're doing it for business. It could even be inspirational. Like if you want, you know, generate a picture of a ski town uh, with lots of snow and uh, and beautiful lights. And, you know, in two seconds, I had a picture. I was just like, wow, that is fabulous. Well, first of all, I put it in a newsletter. So look at that. I didn't have to go. Before, I would go on Creative Market and I would find somebody's actual photo. And I will pay for it. And it would take me you know, 20 minutes to find the right one. Here it's in two seconds. I found one that's good enough. So that's a really useful productivity hack. But also, even if I didn't have a newsletter, just being able to see that as an inspiration is just something that I wanted. It, it's art that I can create for myself. Or the uh, fake news website that uh, that I mentioned that I'm running. You know, it's it's there's no purpose. It's just fun. It's art. It's I can create something that didn't exist really quickly and laugh about it. And I think, you know, if all of us can just laugh a little bit more because we made something with AI, why not?
1: You mentioned that fake news website and we were talking about that offline. What is that and what are the ethical implications of that?
0: It's called Silicon News, but it's Silicon C O N E News, you know, a play on Silicon Valley. But really, it's just a website where I can ask the AI to create me an article about something. Uh, something funny or exciting or something I saw in real life. And ethical implications is a really challenging like lawyer question. I don't know what the long-term of it is. But for example, at some point I asked my fake news website to create me an article about the collapse of FTX, the crypto exchange, right? And keep in mind, the uh, API that it was trained on stopped its data collection in 2021. So it has no knowledge of the current events. And yet, it was able to write an article that basically predicted the current events, which is exciting. Actually, you know, since you asked, where I'm taking that one, uh, that website is, I'm going to have it read today's news and try to predict tomorrow's news, just for fun, to see Whoa. what happens. Yeah, I mean, let's see what happens, you know? Isn't that like, it's entertaining.
1: So, hey, I got a domain name for you on that one. Nostradam.us. Nostradam.us. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Nostradamus. All right, I like it. Yeah, uh, you can see. Is it something? Is it something you already own? Is it just six thousand no,
1: no, dollars? No, I have no idea. I have not looked it up. We better check before I publish this. All right, I'm cutting in here to say that Nostradamus.us is not available on the open market. And I've since learned that this approach is called domain hacking. That's hacking in a positive sense, bringing together the domain name and extension in a creative way. And since we talked, Zubovsky has added this capability and other creative domain approaches to Smarty Names. All right, here's the rest of our conversation. I do want to mention, so it's Silly Cone News, and it's news.com. And did you use Smarty Names to, to come up with that?
0: No, that one I've had for about 10 years now. I just didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> um, because... <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I, I have about a hundred of those domains that you know I was like that would be a good idea. No, it's just at some point when we were in Silicon Valley, I thought it was really silly how every day I was looking at you know tech publications and seeing a lot of the same things and I thought it was amusing. So I thought one day I want something that's kind of real but kind of cheesy, and the time has finally come. but uh, I've tried it before, and I just don't have the energy to write so many articles every day. Now I don't have to. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, yeah, my head is spinning. Yeah. This is, I've, I feel like I've got a lot of coming to terms to do uh, over the next few months with the, my, my own job, which I never oh. would have expected. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, ju- journalism is going to be interesting. I've read your uh, summary of Amazon. Um, what's the new device called?
1: The, the kindle scribe
0: kindle scribe right and i was like well that's really good but you probably took a weekend play with the scribe and you know wrote a really good article about it but then i was like yeah let me see what AI can say about it and i fed it in there and it sped out three paragraphs or five describing kindle scribe knowing nothing about kindle scribe and i was like oh you know it's not as detailed as todd's and clearly not as good but if that's another thing you know when we're talking about art and the future of ai i just asked it to basically describe a futuristic product that doesn't exist in its brain and it came up with a description and to your question what can people do with ai well you can go ask it questions that you don't know the answers to or you want help figuring out some sort of imaginary solution and it will do it and it'll be, you know it would be hugely inspirational like Sure, there is going to be some business solutions, you know, and people will integrate it all over the place in their work. But there is also going to be a lot of fun solutions. And I think if you are an artist, or, or maybe like terrible artists like me, where you like think of yourself as an artist, but you can you actually like can't draw. I, I mean, you know, my, my art skills end with code. Uh, this is where it's really exciting because you can just talk to a computer and it will draw
1: for you you're very clear on this site. It says very fake news and it yes. says it's generated by AI. So you're transparent <laughs> about the fact that these are not actual news stories to the ethics question. But I do want to ask you one last thing here. Uh-huh. For other entrepreneurs, for other people who are unemployable, as you might say, where would you start for inspiration, for practical ways to make progress and to create value with these kinds of tools right now?
0: Ooh, yeah. I think this is going to sound horrible, but <laughs> to uh, I forgot who said that, but they say that you know the best artists copy. And I think there's some truth to that where either you have an inspiration because you want to do something yourself and you're really stoked about it and you're doing that. But if you don't have something like that, I think it makes perfect sense to look at what other people are doing and try doing that too. It doesn't mean that you'll stick with it. It means you're going to have a starting point. So if somebody is making a blogging plugin to help journalists write faster, do one. You know, doesn't mean you're going to have to sell it, but like just just do one so you can practice. And then you can talk to people like Todd, <laughs> you know, and learn something. And maybe you'll start on a path that will get you somewhere. And at the same time, you might actually do something better. So uh, I'm an engineer by training, so to speak, and uh, you know, ethics are very high on my list. And I think for a lot of, um, say, technical people, copying is not something they look at highly, but I think it's a great place to start.
1: And of course, I would suggest, you know, a domain name generator they might want to start with copying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, please do. And I mean, if you come up with great ideas, I'm going to copy you right back. Um, (laughs) I think if you look at a lot of startup news and advice, a lot of it says, well, do something you're curious about, something you're passionate about, something that doesn't exist. And a lot of that makes sense if you want to create like a trillion dollar company once in a generation. A lot of the advice about following your passion and doing something ridiculous and crazy comes from people who are already rich. If you ask people who kind of fought hard to get rich, they'll tell you like, just do something first that will make money. And I think when I was young and unafraid, I was also looking at that like, you know, kind of Dave McClure used to say this, like, should for the moon land on the roof? Um, <laughs> and uh, and I think right now I'm looking at the other way. It's like, well, you know, first start with the roof, get there, and then you have a shot at the moon. Uh, because if you look at, like, Elon Musk, right? Like, he's doing incredible things right now. Whether you like not you like him as a person, I think we can all agree he's doing quite a few interesting things. But it, it was done in... Uh, in, in steps right he first had to sell one company make a hundred million dollars then invest hundred million dollars it's really hard to have started spacex if you had zero dollars that's why i'm i'm recommending that maybe new entrepreneurs consider what paths lie ahead and not everybody needs to do trillion dollar company from start because the odds of you succeeding are very low but if you if you start the other way and you make some money first then you might probably
1: increase your odds This is awesome. I I really appreciate taking the time. It's inspiring, really. So thank you for talking with me.
0: No, it's great chatting with you. You know, I can, uh, anytime really. And this is fun. Like I said, first time in 10 years, I'm just like, wow, this is going to be great. Like everything is going to be better. I'm
1: personally really stoked. Kirill Zubovsky is a startup founder and engineer who splits his time between Seattle, Colorado, and his family's sprinter van. See the show notes for links to Smarty Names and his other projects and websites, and check out the related post on geekwire.com to see how different AI tools summarized this conversation and explained his work. Thanks for listening. Kurt Milton edited this week's show. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the GeekWire podcast.